0: STORY 8 OF JAPANESE FAIRY WORLD STORIES FROM THE WONDERLORE OF JAPAN BY WILLIAM ELLIOTT GRIFFIS THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN RECORDING BY NOEL BADRIAN PEACH PRINCE AND THE TREASURE ISLAND VERY LONG, LONG AGO THERE LIVED AN OLD MAN AND WOMAN IN A VILLAGE NEAR A MOUNTAIN from which flowed a stream of purest water. This old couple loved each other so dearly, and lived together so happily, that the neighbors called them Oshidori Fu, a lovebird couple, after the mandarin ducks, which always dwell together in pairs, and are so affectionate that they are said to pine and die if one be taken from the other. The old man was a woodcutter, and the old woman kept house. But they were very lonely, for they had no child, and often grieved over their hard lot. One day, while the man was out on the mountain cutting brush, his old crone took her shallow tub and clothes down to the brook to wash. She had not yet begun when she saw a peach floating with its stem and two leaves in the stream. She picked up the fruit and set it aside to take home and share it with her old man. When he returned, she set it before him, not dreaming what was in it. He was just about to cut it open when the peach fell in half, and there lay a little baby boy. The happy old couple rejoiced over him and reared him tenderly. Because he was their first child, taro, and born of a peach, momo, they called him momo taro, or peach darling. The most wonderful thing in the child was his great strength. Even when still a baby, he would astonish his foster mother by standing on the mats and lifting her wash tub or kettle of hot tea, which he would balance above his head without spilling a drop. The little fellow grew to be strong and brave and good. He was always kind to his parents and saved them many a step and much toil. He practiced archery, wrestling, and handling the iron club, until he was not afraid of anybody or anything. He even laughed at the Oni, who were demons living in the clouds or on lonely islands in the sea. Momotaro was also very kind to birds and animals, so that they were very tame and became his friends, knew him and called him by name. Now there was an island far out in the ocean inhabited by Onis with horns in their heads and big sharp tusks in their mouths who ravaged the shores of Japan and ate up the people. In the centre of the island was the giant Onis castle built inside a great cave which was full of all kinds of treasures such as everyone wants. These are 1. The hat, which makes the one who puts it on invisible. It looks just like a straw hat, but has a tuft of fine grass on the top, and a pink fringe like the lining of shells around the brim. 2. A coat like a farmer's grass rain cloak, which makes the wearer invisible. 3. The crystal jewels, which flash fire and govern the ebb and flow of the tide. 4. Shippo, or the seven jewels, namely gold and silver, branch of red coral, agate, emerald, crystal and pearl, altogether called takaremono, or precious treasures. Momotaro made up his mind to conquer these demons and get their treasures. He prepared his weapons and asked the old woman to make him some millet dumplings. So the old lady ground the millet seed into meal. The old man kneaded the dough and both made the dumplings, which the little hero carefully stuck on skewers and stowed away in a bamboo basket box. This he wrapped in a silk napkin and flung it over his shoulder. Seizing his iron club, he stuck his flag in his back as a sign of war. The flag was of white silk crossed by two black bars at the top, and underneath these were embroidered the device of a peach with a stem and two leaves floating on a running stream. This was his crest, or sashimono, banneret. Then he bade the old folks goodbye and walked off briskly. He took his little dog with him, giving him a millet dumpling now and then. As he passed along, he met a monkey, chattering and showing his teeth. The monkey said, Where are you going, Mr. Peach, darling? I'm going to the Onis Island to get his treasures. "'What have you got good in your package?' "'Millet dumplings. Have one?' "'Yes, give me one, and I'll go with you,' said the monkey. "'So the monkey ate the dumpling, "'and boy, dog, and monkey all trudged on together. "'A little farther on, a pheasant met them and said, "'Ohayou, Momotaro, doko?' "'Good morning, Mr. Peach Prince,' Where are you going?" Peach Prince told him, and at the same time offered him a dumpling. This made the pheasant his friend. Peach Prince and his little army of three retainers journeyed on until they reached the seashore. There they found a big boat into which Peach Prince with the dog and monkey embarked, while the pheasant flew over to the island to find a safe place to land so as to take the Onis by surprise. They quietly reached the door of the cave, and then Momotaro beat in the gate with his iron club. Rushing into the castle, he put the small Onis to flight, and dashing forward, the little hero would have nearly reached the room where the giant Oni was just waking up after a night's drunkenness. With a terrible roar, he advanced to gobble up Peach Prince. When the dog ran behind and bit the Oni in the leg, the monkey climbed up his back and blinded him with his paws while the pheasant flew in his face. Then Peach Prince beat him with his iron club until he begged for his life and promised to give up all his treasures. The Onis brought all their precious things out of the storehouse and laid them on great tables or trays before the little hero and his little army. Momotaro sat on a rock with his little army of three retainers around him, holding his fan, with his hands akimbo on his knees, just as mighty generals do after a battle when they receive the submission of their enemies. On his right sat kneeling on the ground his faithful monkey, while the pheasant and dog sat on the left. After the Onis had surrendered all, they fell down on their hands and knees with their face in the dust, and acknowledged Peach Prince as their master, and swore they would ever henceforth be his slaves. Then Peach Prince, with a wave of his fan, bade them rise up and carry the treasures to the largest ship they had, and to point the prow to the land. This done, Momotaro and his company got on board, and the Onis bowed farewell. A stiff breeze sprang up, and sent the ship ploughing through the waters, and bent out the great white sail like a bow. On the prow was a long black tassel like the mane of a horse, that at every lurch dipped in the waves, and as it rose flung off the spray. The old couple, becoming anxious after their peach darling, had travelled down to the seashore and arrived just as the treasure ship hove in sight. Oh, how beautiful it looked with its branches of red coral, and shining heaps of gold and silver, and the invisible coat and hat, the dazzling sheen of the jewels of the ebbing and the flowing tide, the glistening pearls, and piles of agate and crystal. Momotaro came home laden with riches enough to keep the old couple in comfort all their lives and he himself lived in great state. He knighted the monkey, the dog, and the pheasant, and made them his bodyguard. Then he married a beautiful princess, and lived happily till he died. End of Peach Prince and the Treasure Island